Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hi everyone, welcome back to Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about MPPT charge controllers and utilizing lithium-ion batteries on your solar system. So this question came in by the YouTuber Obsession. Uh, he left a comment and he's doing a solar system and he wants to have a little bit more information and understanding how things work and kind of explain the differences a little bit and kind of how it all works. So I'm going to do my best here to explain how this all works and how my system is set up. And that way you might be able to, uh, you know, uh, figure out what's going to work out best for you in your situation. Because I do know now there is... Um, a lot more people coming into the space utilizing lithium-ion batteries. And so hopefully this information will reach everyone well. So let's get right into the topic. So we're talking about lithium-ion batteries and MPPT charge controllers. Okay, so uh, I do have a YouTube channel. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Uh, I do have some videos on there talking about charging lithium-ion batteries and how I'm charging mine. So... My batteries are lithium-ion batteries, and 63 volts is a is my is fully charged. So at 63 volts, my batteries are fully charged. Well, I don't ever want to keep my batteries at 63 volts. I keep my batteries at 60 volts. This way, I can get many many more years out of my batteries. I can get, I can stretch the battery lifespan very long by not stressing them out on the top end. And I obviously do not drop the battery voltage down very low either. So my working range stays within the 60 volt range for my batteries. Now, when we talk about a MPPT charge controller charging these type of batteries, it's more than possible. Absolutely. I'm doing it and it's more than fine. Not a problem. But you do want to set up your charge controller properly to charge these batteries. Because when you're dealing with lithium-ion batteries, you have to remember that you're dealing with something that's a little bit more dangerous, okay? You have to be aware of this. Be very, very aware of this because if you mistreat your lithium-ion batteries, you will have a big problem on your hands, a very, very big problem. So be cautious of that. So let's talk about the settings. So like my system, like I said, 63 volts is fully charged and I keep my batteries at 60. Now that's a, that's a key factor a very, very key factor to how my system works, okay? Because what you hear from time to time is people saying you cannot ever um, or you're not supposed to ever float your lithium-ion batteries. Well, that is only based off the information assuming that your batteries are fully charged, okay? You can absolutely float lithium-ion batteries, but you cannot float them if they're at the top end of the charge, right? So if my batteries is at 63 volts, then yes, I cannot, and you do not want to float your batteries. You are going to ask for big problems, okay? So on the top end, when your batteries are fully charged, do not make sure that your 
that your charge controller is cutting off any voltage and power going to the battery. Okay. But if your bat if you're charging your batteries up to a lower voltage than the peak, then yes, you can absolutely float your lithium-ion batteries, right? So it's not a big deal at all because the way it works is think about it like this. When you set up your charge controller, you tell the charge controller what settings your batteries are fully charged and, you know, where you want them to float at if you want it to even float, uh, you know, the absorption, the equalize, and all these functions. You tell the charge controller what you want to do with these batteries. So I have my MPPT charge controller um, on my batteries from solar that is set up. So I have it set. So basically it's programmed for 60 volts. So the the only goal of my charge controller is to get my batteries to 60 volts, not 63, but 60. Once it gets to 60, the charge controller realizes it's, it's, it's thinking to itself because the way we have it programmed that the battery is fully charged, right? But, te but, but we know that it's obviously not because 63 is. So the charge controller is doing its job to get as much power into the batteries as fast as possible. Um, to get it to that voltage that you set it for. So once my batteries get fully charged at 60 volts, now we have some things that's going to happen. Now I could cut off the power completely from going into the system and just stop. Right. Uh, and then once the battery voltage drops below a certain threshold, um, then it could go ahead and kick back on to get back up or maintain that 60 volts. Right. Um, or you can elect to have it actually go into float mode. And so the way it works with my system is my batteries get fully charged. Well, not fully charged, but the charge controller thinks it's fully charged at 60 volts. So we push the batteries up to 60 volts and boom, you will notice that the power coming in will drop all the way down to almost nothing because the batteries are fully charged, right? The charge controller is thinking this. So now if I'm using the loads in my home, like say I'm using like my refrigerator or microwaves or whatever I'm using that has a load. Because my system talks to every component, my inverters talk to the charge controllers, the charge controllers talk to the hub, they talk to the mate, and they all kind of communicate together, right? So what happens is the second I throw on a big load or anything higher than the where the battery is sitting at 60 volts, um it reads that that power coming that's being used in the inverter and it automatically engages the charge controller to kick back on to make up the difference of the load that I'm using in the home. That's the float side now. Because remember, my batteries have been already at 60 volts. So if I throw on a load in the house that's 1,000 watts for, you know, it doesn't matter. As long as the sun is up and we're, we got power coming in, um, I can let it run for however long. doesn't matter. What will happen is the charge controller goes ahead and instantly turns back on and bumps that the, the power coming in all the way up to meet exactly what you're using in your battery. I mean, in your home, okay, on the load, right? So the float that's happening is the 1,000-watt load only. It is still maintaining and keeping your batteries exactly at 60 volts, but it's it's basically like opening up the gate of the gate to allow more power to come in to counter the amount of power that you're using in your home. So I have done a test to verify this is exactly happening. So I have turned on my microwave to do this test many times just to verify. 
So once my batteries get up to 60 volts, my charge controller almost kicks everything off because there's nothing else being used besides like my refrigerator, which is small loads. And lithium-ion batteries hold a good charge, so it takes a while for it to drop down before the float kicks back in to keep things going. But let's say I turn the microwave on and the microwave uses 1,500 watts. It goes from almost a dead stop to now, boom, instantly allowing 1,500 watts of power to come through that charge controller, through the pass through the batteries, to pass through the inverter to make up the load that I'm using in the home. Instantly. Now, the second the, it, the, the microwave stops, there's no load. The system realizes that, and now the charge controller kicks back off. Because it doesn't need any more power because we're still fully, we're at 60 volts where it's supposed to be, right? So I've done this test many times with different loads and just checking things, making sure everything is working properly. And it works like that. That's how my system works as far as on the float side. So yes, technically when my batteries hit 60 volts and I'm not pulling that much power in the house, it's not putting any power into the batteries anymore because it doesn't need to. But if I start pulling bigger loads in the house or loads in general, um, the charge controller will basically main allow to maintain that amount of power to come into the system just to keep everything good, no matter what. So it's working. It works very, very well, very well. Okay. Now let's talk about exorb, exorb, right? So you have some options. You do, uh, you know, bulk, uh, then exorb, and then flow, and you know depending on your charge controllers might have other things going on, but those are the main ones. So you're going to do bulk charge to get the battery voltage up to the desired preset that you set on the charge controller, regardless if it's 60 volts or whatever battery system you're running with. Now on the Exorb, technically on ex on lithium ion batteries, you do, you do not need to Exorb. Okay. You don't need to. Um, but, you could exorb for about a minute if you wanted to, okay? Because if you look at most battery chargers for like your drill guns, so like I have my um, Milwaukee drill guns that are lithium ion, I have Ryobi drill guns that are lithium ions, and they have battery chargers, right? And what happens is it'll get it up to it the voltage that it needs, and it basically sits in that range for about a minute in exorb. And then basically it just stops. It, it stops the power from going in and then you have a green light or whatever the light is on your, charger, charge, on your charger and says that it's full and it's ready to be pulled off. It's not going to allow any more power to go in because it doesn't want to damage the batteries on the top end because they're charging those batteries up to the top end. But now for our solar system, because we're not charging up to the top end, we're, we, we can, we're pretty okay. We're, you know, it's not a, not a big deal really. But there's no reason to allow the batteries to sit and absorb for longer than a couple minutes, okay? So, like, for mine, I technically have mine sitting for a minute or less. Um, and that's how I was running my batteries for a long time. Recently, I actually discontinued the whole absorb. The, the whole absorb is down to, like, one second or zero on my charge controller currently because it just doesn't need to do that. Because the batteries, lithium-ion batteries don't work like lead-acid batteries. Lead-acid batteries, yes, you want to put them into Exorb for X amount of hours every day and go for it. But not lithium. It's completely different technology and chemistry, right? But if you feel like you want to do that, that's fine. You know, if you want to go for Exorb for, say, about a minute or so. 
Um, and that's it. Because once it, the time limit hits on that minute for absorbing, it'll now go into float. But it'll only go into float if you have loads being pulled over the voltage you know, or and it's being pulled down the pulling pulling down the voltage of the battery, and then the charge controller will kick on to maintain the load in float mode. So that's the way I like to try to explain it. I know it can be kind of confusing, guys, and I do apologize, but there's a lot of information here, right? And I'm trying to get it out as best as I can to help others. So, in essence, bulk charge gets those batteries all the way up to where they need to go, right? Then Exorb, basically for my system, I don't even allow it to Exorb. Um, if, I, if I did, it would be for less than one minute. If I was to do it, it would be for less than one minute. And after that, it goes into Float. The Float has no time limit. My, there, I don't have a time limit for Float. It just floats all day until the sun goes down. And Floating means that it's, it's going to regulate itself. If it needs power, it's going to allow more power to come in. If not, it's not going to allow any power to come in. I have watched my solar system... On my graph, on my outback graph, where it goes from basically fully charged batteries at like say 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning, and then boom, the charge controllers basically just turn off. It doesn't like power off, but it basically stops all the power from coming in, and that is it. And then only if I'm pulling on another load or a major load or whatever it is, it'll go ahead and automatically turn on to make up that difference. And then once I'm done, it'll shut off. So it's not like it's throwing, you know, um, thousands of watts in, you know, after the Exorb, if you have it in Exorb. That's not how float works on, on these charge controllers. At least not in my case, because I've been monitoring mine very, very closely for a long time now. So that's where it's at. Now, if you're using 12 volt or, you know, 24 volt or 48 volt, Obviously, your numbers will be different than my numbers as far as where I keep my batteries because mine's at 60. So keep that in mind, right? You can easily do the calculation yourself um, in correlation to where I'm at on mine, right? So think about it in those terms. But here's another tip. You can actually go online and find the spec sheet on almost every single battery that's out there. I actually have the spec sheet on my batteries. And if you're using like a Chevy Volt battery or whatever it is, do some research. You'll be surprised. You will find the spec sheet on it. And it'll give you what the the recommended um, charging point should be technically for them. Um, it might give you a higher voltage because they're tying all the battery packs together. But you can break down the battery packs and the voltage to figure out what your one battery pack may be. Right? And then you can base what they're recommending compared to where your idea or what you're thinking in your head, your battery should be at. So think about it like that. So uh, I do hope this information finds you well, and I hope that, you know, your endeavors go well. Um, but that's the basic, that's basically how it works. Now, I should also point out one thing, since I'm making this podcast here and talking about this, because I do get a ton of questions about this. <laughs> Dump loads, right? Dump loads. So I do have a wind turbine and that is connected to another charge controller and it is a MPPT charge controller and that charge controller is from Midnight Solar. Right? So here is the major answer to a lot of people that keep at, that keep asking me this question and, and trying to give me grief about it really because they just don't understand. They don't take the time to understand these things and that's a problem. 
because they're assuming that they're correct right off the bat when they're obviously not. And I'll explain why. So remember when I said my, my, I charged my batteries up to 60 volts? 63 is fully charged, but 60 is where I keep my batteries. So the way my system works is my solar charge controller goes up to 60, roughly around there, uh, 59.5 to 60. And then on the wind turbine charge controller, that one's actually set higher. That one is set at a higher voltage than the solar charge controller. This way, my wind turbine never, ever free spins. Okay? I don't ever have to worry about it free spinning. Okay? It's just never going to happen because it's always on a load. Because the set voltage on that charge controller is higher than the set voltage for the solar charge controller. Now, the next comment that's going to come in is going to say, well, if it's higher, then you're going to overcharge your batteries because it's going to keep charging. No, not going to happen. And I'll explain why. Because that one wind turbine cannot physically or able to pump enough power into my batteries to top them off to 63 volts within a 24-hour period. It is just It just cannot happen. I have too much capacity there for one wind turbine to try to fill that extra three volts on the top end of all that capacity. Not going to happen within a 24-hour period. Because now keep in mind, I do have my house running, right? I'm using refrigerators, lights, everything daily. So I never have to worry about my wind turbine ever free spinning. I never have to worry about my wind turbine overcharging my batteries. Just never going to happen. Now, if I had, you know, say, you know, more than one wind turbine, right? Then obviously I would be monitoring the maximum amount of power that can come out and can be produced into the battery to charge. And I know for a fact that my wind, my one wind turbine just cannot do that. But if I had, say, three or four of them, um, then yes, I would be very concerned about that and obviously then i would have to do something else i would have to make sure that there is no float on the top end and obviously i would set those charge controllers at say 62 volts so that way they never overcharge or go higher or even 61 volts and then from there yes i would have to incorporate a dump load to prevent the wind turbine from going into free spin right but because of the way my system is set up i don't ever have to worry about that so I just want to hopefully make sure everybody can understand that. So there's many ways to set up your system. There's a lot of tricks that you can implement into your system. And that's one of my tricks right there. One of my main tricks. And that's how I'm able to accomplish having a wind turbine that never free spins. And I don't ever have to worry about overcharging my batteries because of how the system is set up in a whole. So maybe I'll make a, a, a video on my YouTube channel. I'm going into more detail about this, but I think I pretty much covered it pretty good right now. Um, and I do have another um, podcast coming up, episode and video coming up on my YouTube channel talking about dump loads because dump loads, the current way they tell us to hook it up is actually completely wrong. And I'll explain that in those videos and I'll show you guys how I'm now going to be going forward um, hooking up a dump load because I do have so much power during the day that my system is almost sitting idle pretty much um, throughout the day. So I have a lot of power just doing nothing. 
I could have it be I could have it doing something. So I'll I'll share that that um you know information with everybody as we go along here. But anyway, I hope this answers everybody's questions about the lithium ion batteries on an MPPT charge controller and some tips and tricks on how to manage them. Thanks everybody for tuning into this podcast and I'll definitely see you on the next one. Go listen, download and subscribe to the Modern Off-Grid DIY podcast available today on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify and YouTube. Modern Off-Grid DIY, inspiring others to think outside the box. Support the podcast today. It's also available on anchor.fm slash free your mind. And there's already a ton of episodes for you to binge listen to and learn how to live off the grid in these modern times and do it yourself. Once again, it's titled Modern Off-Grid DIY. It's also available on Podbean, Stitcher, Breaker.audio, and Overcast.fm. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on new releases, Modern Off-Grid DIY. Go listen, download, and subscribe today.